Welcome to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. KIP, for short, brings you an exclusive look at the nature of humanity as we interface with culture and society in and out of our relationship with God. It explores the unique and contrasting position of having a biblical worldview versus a secular or societal worldview. I will explore these topics using the powerful and dynamic tools of the didactic narrative, teaching a relevant truth through storytelling, biblical exposition, teaching Bible principles, and of course, real talk. My background scans a diversity of over 35 years of work in education, government, law, ministry, business development, and consulting, respectively. Each guest speaker will bring a variety of wisdom and insight to life topics and situations that we encounter on a daily basis. So all I need you to do now as listeners is to sit back and enjoy the podcast, spread the word about KIPP, the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I will be your host, Derek L. Calhoun. That's hashtag KIP, hashtag KIP. Help me to make KIP your favorite Friday podcast. Now, let's get started. In such a sacred moment, Thank let's take a minute, a Selah minute, and begin to worship God in our hearts. Begin to praise Him for His amazing love for us. Begin to love him for the glory that we shall behold. Thank you for every breath that we take. Thank you for every moment of our existence. Thank you for bringing us from our homes to this place of worship. Thank you for the food that's on our table. Thank you for being clothed in our right mind. Thank you for our family, for our friends, for connectivity. Thank you for keeping us in the midst of a pandemic. Thank you for your glory that is amazing to behold, Lord God. Every day when we see the trees, when we see, Lord God, the stars, the moon, Lord God, the sun, Lord God, we behold your glory. Lord God, we thank you. We thank you for your sovereign will. For you have kept us in times when we didn't want to be kept. You have blessed us in times when we didn't deserve to be blessed. You have made us whole, Lord God, when we deserve to stay as we were. But Lord God, you're a good God. You're a holy God. You're a loving God. You're a kind God. You're a reverent God. You're a peace-loving God. Lord, we magnify your holy name in this place. Hallelujah. We stole you. We magnify your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Glory to God. Glory to God. You may be seated in the presence of God in the midst of his holy angels. Glory to God. We welcome all of you who are watching from near and far. We thank you for tuning in to the Potter's House International Ministries on this day. 
and we pray that you would be blessed touched moved and changed in Jesus name amen thank you praise team musicians dancers all of the workers amen that make this operation run seamlessly week after week Wednesday after Wednesday Sunday after Sunday we thank God for our bishop and Lady Narlene and their absence come on come on you can do a little better than that glory to God in order for this building in order for this ministry to have a hallmark of excellence in Jacksonville and beyond you have to have a visionary and you have to have his wife amen the consummate administrator amen and you put these two together and you have a tandem amen a power team come on you have a couple that the enemy has to reckon with and even in this season in order to maintain and continue to grow this ministry in excellence there are times like this morning where they need to just pull back and rest because there's so much that goes on here that we don't understand but we want to allow them to rest amen recover amen be retooled and be refilled amen so that when they come back they come back in power in authority and in dominion can you give God praise for much needed rest So while they're away, we want to continue to pray for them. Those of you who pray for them regularly, you know what I'm talking about. And those of you who don't pray for them regularly, you need to pray that God would just cover them, that God would fill them, that God would bless them, that God would give them everything they need for the next leg of this journey here at the Potter's House. Amen. So this morning, if you have your Bibles with you, we want to go directly into our text, John chapter 11, verses 1 through 7. And I know you heard this story before. Preached, died, preached, fried, preached, laid to the side. Amen. But as long as there's a God, there's always another revelation. Amen. And I've been saved for a long time. Long enough to know that what I read 20 years ago, I can read it again 20 years later and see something different. I missed something. I didn't catch that. Amen. So hold on this morning and wait to see what the end will be John 11 1 through 7 New King James Version now a certain man was sick Lazarus of Bethany the town of Mary and her sister Martha 
It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of Man, the Son of God, may be glorified through it. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Then after he said to his disciples, let us go to Judea again. have a moment of reflection on this text the love of God the love of God the love he has for us the love he had for Lazarus the love he had for Mary the love that he has for Martha but all part of a sustaining love that he has for his father for at the end of the day, Jesus wanted his Father to be glorified. Lord, we come to you today, even praying for our bishop, praying for lady, praying for any necessary healing or retooling that may need to be wrought in their heart, minds, or souls. We pray for a specific grace and an additional grace to be added into their lives. We pray for this congregation and the leadership of this church. We pray for a refilling. We pray for an anointing. We pray, Lord God, for the power to see beyond what we can see. Lord God, move. Let us not be detoured, Lord God, by time. Let us not be detoured, Lord God, by the environment that surrounds us. But let us lay aside the weight and the sin that doth so easily beset us. Raise us up, Lord God, from this bed of mundaneness. Take us into the supernatural realm that we might see the excellency of the glory of God. Move with power. Move with authority. Move right now, Lord God, with a greater grace. Enhance our understanding of who you are today. And bless us to see you out of a different lens, Lord God, out of a different mindset, Lord God, and out of a different place. Give us new perspectives today that we may add to the kingdom of God and that we may add to, Lord God, those who surround us, the great cloud of witnesses, that we too, Lord God, may be the men and women of God that you've called us to be. And God, we bless you. We honor you. We thank you. Hide me now. Speak through me. Use me. And let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen.
title of today's message is Seeing What You Don't See. And the subtitle is What's Working on the Inside of You. Ephesians chapter 3 gives us some insight on that subtitle because it talks about the ability of God, that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can think and or ask. But then there's this closing caveat. But it's based on the power that worketh within you. So the question this morning is, what's working on the inside of you? Because if nothing is working on the inside of you, then it causes us, members of the body of Christ, to live beneath our privilege, beneath the place where God wants us to be. See, in many instances, we think that God is just going to do something for us, but this is not a one-way street. God doesn't want to do something for us. God wants to do something through us. So we need a relationship with God that's endearing, a relationship that's beyond the church. Or we need the church to receive the word of the Lord, but we need a relationship that cultivates what we receive on Sundays and Wednesdays so that when we go home, it's not lost. We can't drop a seed to the ground. Jesus tells us very clearly, and this text emphasizes his love for Lazarus, his love for Mary, and his love for Martha. But what's contrary to this love is this one passage of Scripture that says that he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Now, if you love me, you should be coming right away. And some of us have this false perception of God that God has to come when you call him. But God doesn't have to call or come when you call him. He just has to be there when you need him. So there's this thing, this topic today, Jesus and the realm of impossibility. Jesus operates in the supernatural. He operates in the realm of impossibility. What's impossible to man is possible to God. There are many underlying themes in this biblical text that take precedent over the victory of Lazarus being raised from the dead because there are some things that precede him being raised from the dead. We, we like to get to the glory, but we don't like to have a story that fits before the glory that makes the glory make sense. One of these themes is learning how to deal with time and suffering. Just because we're going through something does not mean that God is not working through us. Amen. A matter of fact, he's working through us because the only way that you are able to sustain yourself when you're going through is that God is your sustainer. 
we should not denounce God or denounce his presence because in our opinion, he's taking too long. God is working out something on our behalf, but we have to learn to wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and allow him to strengthen our hearts. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Suffering has various stages of development from simple to complex, trials to tribulations, sickness to potential death. There are two deaths in this world. In the spiritual realm, God wants us to learn to die to self. It's something that we need to all understand that this world that we live in, this Christ that we serve, this God that loves us and we love him, we are not subject to getting our way. We're subject to being servants to his way. So then we have to die to self. In the natural realm, we will all die. But those of us who are saved understand that death is a point of transition from the natural to the spiritual, from temporal existence to eternal existence with God. Jesus used this agrarian analogy uh, in John 12, 23 and 26 in reference to his own death as our ultimate example of servanthood, dying to self or laying our lives down. But Jesus answered them saying, the hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. Where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, my father will, him my father will honor. God honors 